Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the IHS Market Verticon Fertilizer Podcasts. Our topic in this episode is what has the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic been so far on the global trade of sulfuric acid and what we expect might happen in the coming months. I'm joined by my colleague Sarah Marlowe, who's the head of current information on phosphate, sulfur and sulfuric acid. And I'm Maria Mosquera, the editor of the weekly sulfuric acid market report. Beginning from early on in the outbreak in China in February, when the sulfuric acid consuming region of Hubei was closed down mid-month for four weeks, with industry in the province beginning a gradual ramp up from mid-March and ultimately resuming usual operations. This closure of much of the consumer base for China's significant smelter acid production volumes, largely located outside of the worst affected area, led to an oversupply of sulfuric acid flooding both the local market and the export market. Morocco and India have been the two markets that have gained the most with elevated imports of low-priced Chinese import volumes. This served to depress pricing for not only Chinese products, but also for products from other Far East producers. The Japanese and South Korean selling prices dipped to negative levels in mid-February and have not fully been able to recover to date. Sarah, could you expand on what was the impact of these developments for the buyers with the flexibility to take advantage of the favourable pricing? Hello everyone and thank you Maria. Yes, there was a clear impact from these developments on the pattern of import buying in both Morocco and India. Price levels for sulfuric acid in Q2 dropped close to zero in India while in Morocco contract pricing for the period reflected came close to zero on a FOB Europe basis. Sulfur prices, meanwhile, showed signs of some firming, widening the gap with sulfuric acid and prompting those buyers with the flexibility to switch between the two sources of S to look more at the more attractively priced sulfuric acid. As a result, OCP booked a number of additional cargoes for May-June arrival from a variety of sources, with some booked at prices sub-10 CFR on a spot basis and from as far afield as China, Japan and South Korea. Looking at the lineup for May and June into Morocco, quantities are estimated at or more than 200,000 tonnes each month, up on the average of 120,000 tonnes a month in the first five months of this year. Indian purchasing has increased this year following the start-up of Coromandel's 100,000 tonne per year P205 phosphoric acid unit at Vizag, which requires around 300,000 tonnes a year sulfuric acid if running at capacity. Coromandel also expanded the sulfuric acid tank storage to enable larger cargoes to discharge. Greenstar had also previously increased its capability to import sulfuric acid last year by converting two of its three phosphoric acid tanks to the import of sulfuric acid. As such, India has been an attractive outlet for these sulfuric acid suppliers with surplus tonnes to place in 2020. As with Morocco, the declining acid prices prompted increased import interest in the second quarter, resulting in healthy lineup for June and early July following a run of spot purchasing, despite the production curtailments in the phosphate industry caused by the outbreak of COVID-19 in India in March. It's worth noting that mirror trade for India showed imports had already been averaging close to 200,000 tonnes of sulfuric acid in the first five months, well above previous levels. By taking some of the surplus from Chinese and South Korean suppliers at that time, this was instrumental in preventing prices from collapsing even further. 
Now, at this stage of the global pandemic we're in now, the impact has become more of a widespread one. We've seen closures all across the world with industry and consumer demand negatively impacted. At the moment, the Americas is seeing high rates of infections and with recent measures in Peru that saw copper production grind to a halt for several weeks, combined with the more recent outbreaks reported at mining operations in Chile causing concern over copper supply going forward. As a result, copper price is firming. Another very recent development is last week's announcement from Chile's state copper producer Codelco, announcing a cut to skeleton crew at its Chuquicamata operations, with the smelter down until at the very least mid-July, while a deep clean takes place. There is significant pressure from unions and politicians to rein in the increased infection rates in the Antofagasta mining region, responsible for more than 50% of Chile's copper production, and specifically in the city of Calama, where much of the Chuki workforce resides. Though for the economy reliant on income derived from copper exports, accounting for around 15% of Chile's GDP, there's also substantial political will to maintain production rates even amid the pandemic. This smelter outage, particularly if it turns out to be of a longer duration, is expected to clear some of the glut of imported sulfuric acid held in tanks at Mejillones port. The loss of sulfuric acid production is expected to stand at a minimum of around 40,000 tonnes, more if the closure becomes protracted. In recent weeks, at least eight or nine sulfuric acid shipments have been reported as having been diverted to other markets with tank space in short supply in Chile. Lower demand coupled with new smelter capacity that came on stream last year seeing more domestic production. However, the closure of the Chucky smelter might just provide some support to sulfuric acid pricing. Sarah, how do you see demand going forward in Q3? Well, there are many moving parts to this market and Chile's no exception. However, it would seem that on balance, the outlook for this market will depend on how long the Chucky smelter remains down, certainly for the short term. The lack of production from the Chiqui and Petraeus smelters in 2019 was the primary driver behind the increased import demand last year. Since these smelters have been running in 2020, import demand has declined, one of the primary reasons for the glut in supply. The diversion of those several surplus cargoes and the closure of the smelter will help to rebalance the market in Chile in the near term, if the smelter remains down for much longer than the two weeks initially mentioned, or should more production be suspended, this will affect import demand accordingly. Assuming the smelter resumes production this month, a resumption of the higher spot purchasing levels seen in 2019 is, is not anticipated. Although the bullish copper price will support a decent level of production in Chile and therefore demand for sulfuric acid. We are, however, moving into the seasonally slow period for Chinese industrial activity with hot weather traditionally capping production levels. At the same time, demand for copper products is expected to remain muted with the onset of global recession, which following some reduction in copper ore from Peru and then likely from Chile in June, July, all potentially capping smelter activity. As such, production of smelter acid in China through this period may not lead to the excess availability that could weigh on the market as it did last year and in first half 2020. Demand from the phosphate sector is expected to remain buoyant despite the outbreak of COVID-19. With food security remaining a priority and fertilizers deemed an essential commodity even at the height of the pandemic. 
OCP has not reduced production, nor is it expected to, while the Indian market is looking at a robust Karif season with record fertiliser sales recorded since the beginning of April, supported by good monsoon, a strong rabi season and government support in the form of higher minimum support prices for at least 14 Karif crops. There is, however, some real downside risk to price, though, in the near term in India for sulfuric acid, presented by additional availability from Hindalco, while it takes its extended maintenance and thus has additional acid available. Therefore, we're not likely to see the higher volumes of imports in this period that we saw in the first half of the year. Thank you for that summary, Sarah. And with that, we conclude this episode of the Ferticon IHS Market Fertilizer Podcasts. Thanks for joining us and don't forget to subscribe to the series available on Apple iPlayer and Google Podcasts for the latest topics of interest in the world of fertilizers.